I was just going to ask you what what was your inspiration for writing your your book, and can you tell us a little bit about the book? Yes, of course. So the book is called um, Cat Tales: Legends of the Twelve Gates, and it is on paperback or on audio. So for those who like to listen or or ebook, of course, for those who want to have something downloaded to their tablet on the go for their young ones. And the book inspired me because um, I grew up in a very large family. There's lots and lots of children in my family. And my father used to tell me lots of tall tales as a child, which I told to my daughter. <laughs> so <laughs> I, was already, I was already an artist. So I just took some of those drawings that I had been doodling over the years and I put them into some short stories. And then after a while, it got to be so many that I said, wow, these are, these are enough to put in actually books. So that's what I'm doing. I'm introducing Cattails as a series of books. Um, with each book, you get two of the short stories and it will be a series until they're all out, four to five um, in the series. And then I will put it in a bound volume so you can have all of them together like a Grimm's fairy tale sort of thing. That's right. I love it. I love it. And yeah. my one of my favorite part is the reason, or or, or I guess um, not being a spoiler alert because you need to read the book, but I love the fact that you teach. It's like a little undercover. You're actually being taught by you as well as being entertained. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, so so the book is 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 basically parables um, about life life lessons that you can teach your child, like how to give gifts to less fortunate, how to help out around the house, how to be kind. And while you're doing that, each of the books, because I want there to be a cultural difference in these books as well, each of my books introduce a different foreign language. Like the first two, the first two in the um, first series, the first two books in the first series, one is the short story is one is in Filipino. The second short story has an introduction of um, Czechoslovakian, sorry, <laughs> in the book. So it's not that the entire book <laughs> is in a foreign language, but it introduces a part of that foreign language so that children can learn about other cultures while they're learning that life lesson as well. So it's to help everyone get closer together. I love that. I absolutely love it. And that's a skill that our children can take with them to uh, become a, uh, have a second language. That's actually marketable. So I absolutely exactly. love that. Yes. So uh, now your daughter is kind of a part of your inspiration as well because she so loved the stories. And I know that had to be such a great feeling to know that a part of you has been uh, passed down and, and, and revered and loved. Yeah, she was, she was definitely my test subject. <laughs> and, and even after I finished doing the, the books and things of that nature, did all my drawings, she had some input on that as well. So I give her some credit <laughs> on, on helping me wow. to make these books marketable 
to the young ones and to people who have children. <laughs> uh, if somebody, somebody wants to purchase those books, are they available on Amazon or online or something? In fact, they are. Yes, they are. Thank you for asking. They are available online. If you Google the book by the title, um, Cattails, Legends of the Twelve Gates, it'll bring it right up on Amazon. But you can also look under my my um, publisher, which is Author House, Author House Publishing, and you can just um, type in my name, Max West, on their website, and that should bring up the book even easier. And they they have it available on the ebook, as I mentioned before, and soon to have the audio. So that that would be something that everyone can enjoy. Very good, great. Uh, anybody else have any questions How about uh, who's at 415? Okay, uh, Shabaka. Hello. Yes, brother. Are you having a question for hey. Ms. West? Yes, Ms. West. You say you were with Author House, and I come across them some years ago. How, how are they as um, far as your, your experience with that, with that publishing company? Oh, they were great. Um, I really appreciated them because they, I had never gone through the pro the process of publishing before, and they pretty much held my hand through everything. I had a lot of input on the design. I had a lot of input on on how everything was going to be worded. They they helped me with doing my my um, business cards and things of that nature. Even mm -hmm. afterwards, they have a great marketing team and they they developed my book so that I can get in touch with other authors actually in the international community, not just in the mm -hmm. US. So they're, they're pretty hands-on and they'll give right. you as much or as little as you want. Because mm -hmm. remember, you're paying for more if you want more, but then right. if you don't, if you want to do pretty much everything on your own, that makes it a lot less. It didn't cost me that much at all to um, um, get a lot of the items that I needed to finish up my book and things what of that nature. But then they, um, my package, my package was was under, I would say probably, I don't um, with all the all of the additions that I got. I ended up spending a little less than a thousand dollars because I wanted a lot oh. of items. I, I wanted a lot of, but you can, like I said, you can go much cheaper depending on how much hands-on you want. Now I did mm -hmm. some of the work myself, but again, I had a lot of input. They did a lot of the work too. So you have to be available to be able to um, help them to develop your work how you want it to be. Right. So. You, you can't just let someone just say, um, I'm going to do it myself and I'm just right. going to put it out there without mm -hmm. research, without marketing, without um, people who are going to do advertising for you, et cetera, et cetera. So you, you have to you have to put in, get the business back. That's wonderful because they, they talked to me. I think he did a lot of he did, he did a lot of fast talking that kind of threw me off the representative that they had contact me. Um, but and he, I think he's kind of smelled money, which I don't have any. And he was trying to get me into one of those executive <laughs> gold packages, you know. And uh, I just didn't even follow yeah. him up. But, um, but in, in my in my um, in my experience with with uh, Miss Phyllis Fultz and them, I would then um, taking on the idea of having a publishing company that would kind of eliminate those those charges. But from what you're telling me, they're not as high as they've been presenting to me because everybody I've spoken to have been at least a thousand, two thousand. So. I, I might have to look back in it because it's been a while and, and refresh my, my information. And um, 
Right, and remember there are some publishing, there are also some publishing companies that don't require that you pay that in one lump sum. You mm -hmm. can work with them to uh, make a payment plan where they can, you know, you give them some and then they'll do some work and then you give them some more and they'll do some more work until you get your whole entire package the way you want it. So don't yeah. don't be intimidated by the figures that they may throw out there and things like that because you have to, again, think about where your book is going, who is your target audience, and things of that nature as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you very you much. Ha you happen to have a copy of it to hold up for the camera? Sure, I sure do. Great. Hey. <laughs> This is my finished product right here, and mm -hmm. I did all of the I did all of the illustrations myself. So that definitely saved me on illustrators because trust me, they cost a lot of money to actually illustrate a book for you. So I did my own drawings. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can see it mm -hmm. in yeah. my book, and and this is the mother cat talking to her little young cat about those life lessons that I mentioned. And these are, that's the preface of every book. She'll sit there and talk to the child about like their grocery shopping right there in this picture. But mm. then she'll ask her a question and, and to make the lesson hit home to the child, she'll tell about someone in a foreign land who had this happen to them. And this is where the introduction to the foreign language comes in at. Mm. I, great, love great. I love uh, it. Um, I love it. Anybody else have any Oh, go ahead, Phyllis. I do. Um, I'm actually excited because um, I'm actually waiting to hear back from PBS because I pitched your book to them to let them know that it would actually make a nice series. And so I'm hoping that I will hear back because, in my opinion, every child and every adult, because it's actually life lessons and positive reminders for all of us. And as I, yes, right. I do, I can watch my cartoons. I watch PBS, I do, I, I, I do, I wind Me down too. that way. And um, I, I love what you're doing. This is something that I haven't seen before where you have interesting stories, you have life lessons, you're teaching a, a different language. You're teaching uh, us to come together culturally, and that with all this unrest and protesting, and and then sickness and all of this. To me, this is a viable solution for our kids. We just have to right. come together as a community and get it out there, get it to uh, each each home, each uh, each child should have a copy of this book and. And that's what I'm working on to help make that happen. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Caller. Thank you. I see we have a 916. Yes. Yep. Uh, can they introduce themselves? Yes. 916. Come in, please. Yes. Hi. Hello. How are you? Hello. Great. Hi. 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 <laughs> um, I actually know Ina personally, so um, I'm totally not biased. <laughs> um, but I did want to ask um, a few questions. She probably recognizes my voice. But um, I'm going to, um, I want to ask a question just for the audience, for Ina. Um, I know she does um, uh, watercolors and she's painting and she's also an artist. I'm very interested in when her next show will be and where it will be. Good question. You know, that's a, that's, that's a great question because um, I've been in touch with um, the venue that I usually do display my art 
And they told us because of the COVID, um, right now their business is not on that essential list, but they are very interested in doing a art show and having me as a local artist continue to um, exhibit my craft, my art at their, at their um, location again, once the, um, the pandemic has kind of died down and they're able to open up again, I can't think of the word. <laughs> but but um, yeah, I've, I've worked on a lot of new ones, new, new drawings. I work mostly in pastel, charcoal, and um, I do some watercolor, but I'm mostly in pastel, marker, ink, and charcoal is my my venue for my my larger drawings and things of that nature but i have had the privilege of selling some of my art giving away some of my art to people who just really like them because i'm that kind of person and i look forward to my next upcoming show but thank you for your question i appreciate that <laughs> yeah i'm definitely looking forward to that because i've seen a lot of your art they're just really beautiful and i'm looking forward to your new ideas and what you have um what you're doing now and more recent. And then also my last question would be in regards to your writing. Um, are you doing any more writing outside of your current stories or are you um, currently just, it's just the current stories? <laughs> so that's my next question. Are you exploring any other writings, any other books? Uh, will you be writing anything yeah. more than, okay. Yes, I um, I actually have my second book that I'm working on, which is a children's book. But in the spare time, I had a, a story come into my thoughts that I wanted to actually do. It is a um, it is a fiction work, and it it's similar to one of my stories, but it's more adult themed, <laughs> and and it's about um, a woman who's trying to find herself, um, dealing with life, but she's been um, basically an immortal who has been alive for a long time. And so what she's dealing with is not wanting to be an immortal anymore, as well as just trying to make her way through society in the modern age. Oh, I can't wait for that. <laughs> You're so creative in your ideas, and I'm looking forward to many more works from you. And thank you so much for taking my question. Have a good night. Sure. Oh, Thank you. well, I hope you're not logging off because I really want to make this announcement. Oh, we'll have to. Um, is there a way we can get her number? Because I would love for you. Did you find out who that was? It was a 916-254 phone number. I have I that did, number. I, okay, oh, good. Because I, I would like for you. That's what I was trying to get to, but I didn't want to interrupt anybody because she never said who she was because she said she probably know who she is by her voice. So her I just voice. let and it go. And you too then, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, be sure and reach out to her because um, I wanted to ask you if we could do um, a, a virtual gallery um, and offer it on our television show um, where you can have your background set up with your artwork and your books and, and let's have, let's invite everybody who knows you maybe from the other gallery to come in and be able to view it online as we work through this pandemic because we should not slow down our momentum for getting your book out there. So exactly. let her know that that's an opportunity as well that she can participate. And I'll give you all the particulars of the television show uh, later on. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I sure will. Yeah. I have a question for you as an artist. <laughs> oh. 
what was the impetus for you to begin writing if you never wrote any books before what was the process that got you to that point well because i am an artist i was drawing all of these characters and i was drawing i drew the mother cat and the, the daughter cat um as a doodle for years and so <laughs> i literally was making up all these stories and i always had these doodles everywhere i if you put a piece of paper in front of me and an ink pen i'm just going to start doodling and so this was something that i doodled on a regular basis it was a character very near and dear to me so as i was making up these doodles of different instances of what they're doing. They're playing at the park, they're, they're eating dinner, they're at the grocery store. And I said, you know what, these would be some cute little stories. So I started just making up stories surrounding what they were doing. And in doing that, I said, well, how I used to do with my daughter is I would always try and teach her lessons in everything we did. We communicated a great deal as a child. And so I said, you know what? Let me do that with these stories. Let me teach other kids something that I would have taught my own daughter. And then the foreign language just bounced in there because I've been trying to learn Russian for a long time and it's hilarious. <laughs> but as I was starting yeah. to learn Russian, as I was trying to learn Russian, I'm still trying. As I was trying to learn Russian, they said, well, what about other languages? I can't just leave it Russian. I know there's Spanish out there, which is a very familiar language, but there is also Chinese, there's Persian, there's there's Italian, there's French, not the ones that people normally would Swahili. pick. It's, right, and I have one of my books is Swahili. So yeah, <laughs> so I, I definitely oh, wow. wanted to do something with all of the other languages as well to give all the kids a fair chance to get to know those other languages as well as learn those life stories i'm glad you said that you had the, the book in swahili because it, <laughs> it gives us a chance to for people yeah. listeners who may not know understand that swahili is an international african language you know, have many languages on the continent but Swahili is something that's spoken very widely on the continent, period. So, yes, sir. and I've been, try I've been trying to learn Ibu, this brother from DC trying to teach me over the phone because I want to learn another language just for myself, just for, for yeah. my own cultivation. And uh, yeah, exactly. I think that's, what, yeah, that's great, great. Exactly, that's why I'm trying to learn Russian because I know that, especially I live in Sacramento, California. And so in this city, we're starting to get a very big Russian community out here. Armenian. So, mm -hmm. so um, I said, I said, I want to learn Russian so that I can communicate with my neighbors. So, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, I, I can say hello now, I can ask them how they are and things like that. And I can make general greetings, but I actually would like to have a conversation <laughs> so, so it's it's interesting because even just saying that hello in their language, they got so excited. They got so excited. I was like, wow, okay, that made my it day. Breaks down a lot of barriers. Yes, yeah, that's barriers. exactly right. Breaking down barriers. Well, yeah, absolutely. It shows a level of caring if you care enough to learn about somebody else's culture. So <laughs> they're naturally going to gravitate to that. I mean. I personally, I gravitate to anything that's got Africa in it, <laughs> you know, and that's, that's just right. me and you both. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, people, it just shows, go to show you the more that we're in tune with something, the more we'll become an active participant in what's going on versus just sitting back and complaining about what's going on around us. And, right. uh, and you know, the, when I asked you about why did you start writing, 
people have all kinds of motivation to write. My motivation was uh, I became unemployed after 19 years. <laughs> and I was I was sitting at home and I was going crazy and I just started getting up at night and getting on my computer and just writing down notes. And But I had kept lots of notes over the years because I do a lot of groups, I do a lot of counseling and so forth. And it, it helped me to bang out my first book, which, uh, which was a uh, Ordinary dads in such a manhood. It was, you know, about manhood and learning how to be a man. And right. I got the book, and I finished my third book, and I'm now working. I'm, I'm hoping to have my fourth one out by December, so we can really have a get together and have a book. Uh, what they call those those book shows where they the authors come out and talk about their book, and, and you know. It's a seminar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, they have several of those happening around the country, and. They actually are doing them virtual now. So yeah, you definitely can do that. You can have several local artists or in, or national artists all on one one talk show and they would very happily talk to each other, talk to business to each other. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I just got an invite down in Vegas. They're gonna have one in Vegas in a month. But oh yeah, I got, I got that invite, right. Yeah. You got yeah, that invite right. too? Okay. My company author house is um inviting me down there, but I'm at this point I'm like, oh, I can't go. I wish I could, but I maybe next year that would be something that I can do. But um definitely they said you know this is a way that you can get in touch with um the national publishers. This is a All way right. to hob hobnob with television screenwriters and things of that nature. Exactly. Yeah, you never know. you never know how that may play out. Uh, uh, this, I knew this guy that was down there riding through, uh, what is it, uh, the city down there where they make the movies at down there in Hollywood? Yeah. What do you call it? He was riding through there taking his son. Yeah, he was taking his son through there for a visit, and they called him off the ride, and he became he became a star. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Universal Studios? Yeah, really, he was riding through there with his kid, and they told him somebody didn't show up, and they called him in, and he wound up on a TV show, you know. I so, got I mean, that, that. Yeah. yeah, that's how you got But you have to be out there, especially when you're writing, because we uh, we live in an age now where everything is digital. People don't like books, per se, hardcover books. And and a lot of people don't read anymore. They they, they just gather information here and there. Uh, so, you know, to be able to write and, and articulate a message that will make somebody sit still and pick up a book or even if they have to do it through ebook or something it's still gratification yes yeah, great but but now with the pandemic and so many people being in lockdown this is the time to strike as a writer to be really honest with you because mm -hmm. there's there's a lot of people who would appreciate you even me reading my children books online on a youtube right. on a TikTok, on an instagram those those are marketing and and you may not realize that if you put that out there it's not just going to stay here in the u.s it's going to go international so where they may not appreciate it in the united states you may one of those books that i'm writing say if, if the russian one or the swahili one they may get it over there in their country and say oh okay well this for me is an introduction to english but it has my language in it as well and right. so it's, it's educational in that in that mm -hmm. point that you can help others, but you have to stay out there. You have to put yourself out there. And that's what I am trying to do. I'm trying to get out there and doing other things. And I even want to encourage other other writers. I joined a couple of these Zoom chats with other writers to hobnob ideas. 
we support each other on Facebook. We give each other ideas through email because we can get easily discouraged and think that maybe I'm not going to do this, but you don't want to get discouraged because like with art, it's, it's um, in the mind of who would appreciate it. It doesn't have to be what you think or what the next person thinks. Someone out there is going to love it. Exactly. You know, and I was listening to a Denzel Washington's uh, uh, giving this commencement speech at this college, and he was talking about how he struggled, and he went to do a Broadway play, and he was, he was so disappointed, and he didn't get it because he couldn't sing. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you see where he is now. He still can't right. sing, but he's a good yeah, I, I, I hear you. Yeah, I tell everyone, don't have that five-day plan, have a five-year plan, because you're not going to break it in in one day, two days, or even five months. It's going to take you determination, hobnobbing, getting to know people, putting yourself out there again and again and again, and then, then, then you'll find something, because a lot of these artists that you see out there now, it took them years to get established. You're not going to just go out there and boom, you're not Van Gogh. Yeah, and if, if it's your passion, you know, you're not in it just to try to make money anyway. It's your passion. It's something that you're going to be doing as long as you're on the planet. So uh, exactly. as, a writer, as a writer myself, I, you know, whenever I can't sleep or anything, hey, I'm writing down something. <laughs> hey, I'm on this computer at 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, tapping away. Uh, exactly. And because I, words are powerful and you have to be able to express that. Go ahead, Phyllis. Um, I just want to also let everybody know that Shabaka, he's also an author. So he's in the, the, the making of getting his book out there as well. So the one thing that I really loved was the fact that how all of you guys uh, pretty much have something in common. And I would love to have a show where all the different authors would come together and be able to spotlight their books and their artwork and just put it out there and support each other. Yeah, so that's something that I'm working on too. In fact, we'll have to invite you to participate too, Dr. Quaker, with your books. Yeah, I was going to suggest this about her uh, contact me because, uh, you know, like I said, there are lots of different packages for getting your stuff published. I published with three different companies and, you know, experimenting to see which one I was going to get the best deal. And you can negotiate with these people. They they tell you exactly. these packages for this, but they really need your business. And so when they call me, I said, well, no, not right now. They'll call me back in a month or two. So when are you finished with your project? I said, in another month. And, you know, every time they call back, they offer me a better deal. So you have to right. Exactly. As I, as I was saying in the beginning, you, and some of those deals does not require you to give them all of the money in no. one lump sum. So you definitely can negotiate what you would like to do as you're working so that you can have, again, that hands-on approach as little or as, as much as you want or need. So suit, use what's going to suit you and what you're comfortable with, but don't try and, and put that stress on yourself that you just got to get this done right now because Trust me, I had a lot going on <laughs> while I was publishing and, and I still stuck with it. And a lot of people were like, you did what? I was like, yeah, yeah. And I was busy, super busy, no sleep. I was <laughs> yeah, and uh, you always are going to have the doubting Thomases out there. So, mm -hmm. you know, right, you know, put it down. 
because I will guarantee you for everyone that's out there being critical of you, that's a person that's doing nothing. So go ahead with your life. <laughs> exactly. Wow, that's well said right there. May right. I take this opportunity to um, have a little commercial break because this is actually um, T25CL Entertainment Talk, Galaxy Talk Radio. And um, I would like to give um, a shout out to a couple of people who have shows, Roslyn's Corner, um, hosted by Roslyn jo uh, Jordan, Soul Vibrations, hosted by Corey Jeffries, one of my favorites, and um, The Mothership, which, which is hosted by Dr. Nianana Kwaku, which is my absolute favorite. And there's other things that you can be enlightened. They have news. They have uh, a, a host of different uh, radio genres. So I don't even listen to Pandora when I'm on my walk right now. I tune in <laughs> to uh, uh, T25CL and I get my groove on while I'm walking. And I just love the fact that I can exclusively support us as best as I can right. because that's what it's going to take for us to become our own nation. So um, and, that and gives a little shout out. Okay, well, so. Well, there were a couple other people. There was a, a Compton, Compton Politics. Uh, they have a show on, what is that, Monday nights? And, uh, you know, they talk about the it politics is. of what's going on generically in the world as well as in the LA area. And like I said, we have 24-hour music from every genre. From I think they have everything on there except for bluegrass, but it's dynamite. I love the jazz part of it for myself. Yeah, uh, so and it's a, a multimedia, uh, it's a production company. They produce their own movie. They have a movie called Dine It We Stand. And uh, that part was filmed here, part of it was filmed in Africa. In fact, uh, one of our chiefs, uh, one of our executive officers, uh, uh, Roz, was starring in that movie and was producing it. So, uh, you know, go. you can go on there, you can watch the movie for like $3 or something. That, that's a lot less than you pay at the theater. It's a two right. hours and a half, uh, beautiful a mu a movie. And you can watch it for $3. All you have to do is pay it that one time and you can watch it for 48 hours or 72 hours, however that uh, works for you. But, and also I have a book on there uh, myself, uh, Whiteout. In fact, I will I will share that with you guys. See this here? Oh, uh, Whiteout. This is kind of kind of political genre, and it's on uh, it's on on the WW uh, what is it on T25 uh, website, and you can go on there. It's on there in the ebook. I think you can read it for like three dollars and something like that. So uh, by all means, check out the website, listen to the music, and. Uh, Thank you. Thank you once again for being here with us. But now back to you, Phyllis. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, I am so excited because um, this is a part of us um, breaking down barriers. And that's what's so needed right now. We really need to show that we can come together just as a people, period, just with human, basic human kindness. Um, so I am grateful, as I said before, that you have really found a very creative way for us to be able to just come together and, and let go of, of all of those negative, um, I, I, I don't want to say the protesting and all of that is negative because I understand they're within their rights, but I look at it this way, if you want to counteract 
anything violent and negative. It has to be with love and, and productivity. And I believe that's what you're bringing to the table. That's what I'm trying to say. That's what I appreciate. Um, I'm not taking away from anybody who feels that they have a political stand. I'm just embracing what I know works. Love covers a, a multitude of hate. And what you're showing is that we can come together in a community that we're not that different. And the small things that are just um, keeping us apart are things that should be exciting because it's called variety. So I'm absolutely loving what you're doing. So yeah, I, 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 I actually one time say, how would you like it if everybody on the planet was just like you? <laughs> right. That's, that's a common thought. I don't even want to think about that, you know, because, uh, you know, you know, variety, the differences, that's what makes us a community. We're, we're not on this planet by ourselves. We're all here. and We're meant to commune with each other and socialize with each other and learn from each other. And so we have to, you know, be involved in, in, in process that will allow us to do that. We can't shut down because somebody disagrees with us or don't believe what it is that we're doing because as long as you believe in it it's workable that's what i say tell people it's if you believe in, do not allow anybody to turn they turn you around i got another guest here i'm not sure who this gentleman is but how are you would you introduce yourself is that chewbacca that's chewbacca that's yeah just me i press one of them buttons I press one of them. Yes, I see you. Yeah, we can see you, man. I didn't, you know, I like to see you. <laughs> Go ahead, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I, I was, if I can ask a question real quick, Miss West. I heard the lady say, "Ina, is that your, is that your artist name? Your, your um, was she referring to you when she said that? Ina." I'm not sure. If the, the, I didn't hear that. It's, no, it's Max West, right? Um, for, whatever, for some reason, I cannot hear Miss Max I West. You, uh, she's Ms. muted. West. She's muted. She's muted. I don't know how she got muted. You know what I think? Sometimes I can mute, unmute somebody else. Am I unmuted now? Okay, there we go. go. Yes. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Ina is my nickname, and oh, Max is my real name. Oh, okay. So that was that was one of my my friends. Unfortunately, who caught? Well, it's not unfortunate because I love her dearly. But she called she called in and she's been asking me questions about it because she's trying to write a book herself. So she once she gets oh, her wow. book published, she's very interested in the process. And and I've actually been approached by quite a few people about the process of writing books and asking advice and things of that nature since I've been through it. And, and I've even gone out and done my, um, my, my book show where I can put it out there and, and things like that. I had that um, at the Sojourner Truth Museum here in Sacramento. And so I did um, go out there and do that. And so they want to know what all of the process is because you know, you, you're nervous about, how you're going to get it out there, who are you going to contact, what's your next step, if it's not selling, things of that nature. So they're like, how do you right. want to approach these things? And so um, for me, it's like I'm, I, don't, I don't focus on any of those things. I take it one step at a time. <laughs> mm -hmm. And Good. I go with the flow. I go with the flow. I basically am not 
worried about it, all things will happen in their due course. And for me, it's just about getting it out there. Because as um, Dr. I'm sorry. Quaku. Thank you. Okay, that's easier. <laughs> I didn't want to mention your name. But um, how, how um, you mentioned earlier that it's important for us to get these books in the hands of the kids. It's right. important for the children and especially um, other cultures, um, people who um, have ethnicities that are not Caucasian or Black or Spanish, not just them, to know that their language is being um, recognized as well. And so these are people mm -hmm. who are in underserved communities and right. they need to have this information be out there. And so that was for me was was my mo my first motivation, although, you know, people are like, are you going to want a movie? What do you want from this? I said, what I want is for it to get into schools. Right. What I want is for people to educate and in libraries. That's my dream. My dream is to make mm -hmm. this be a national um something that they must have you actually read because what a great school year that would be indeed if each child got to learn six to 12 different languages in the course of a year by just reading books, sharing them in classrooms and discussing them. So that would, that for me would be a big development. And also at the same time, you know, who knows what budding artists might develop from that, you know, what, how many kids who believe they could be writers? I know when I was a kid in school, so I said, you could, you could be a writer. I would have told them it was crazy. Get away from me. You know, and, and <laughs> so these things kind of, uh, they, they become self-motivating, you know, because it's something that you, when you're writing, you're writing how you perceive, how you feel, how you see, and what your observation is of the world around you. And nobody else can tell that story. And that's the one thing that I learned in the prior. Nobody, they might tell it, but they're not going to tell it exactly like you. And I was listening yeah. to Brother uh, uh, Agba. I don't know if you're familiar with Naeem Agba. He's mm -hmm. a professor down at the University of Florida, you know. Mm -hmm. And the lady had him on his show, on her show. And she says, well, you're a college professor, but your books, uh, a sixth grader can read them. He said, well, that's the point. Right. I want to be able to read it and understand it. I don't want people that get my book and have to go look up every 15 minutes in the dictionary to, to find out what something means. And, and exactly. I thought when I was writing my stuff, I said, wow, you know, and sometimes I was searching for a, a big word to use to, you know, extrapolate some information. And I said, why don't you just say it the way, you know, if you were talking to another person right there in front of you. Yeah. And make it plain. Yeah, you don't, books don't have to be big. They don't have to be big. I have three books here. White Out, 150 pages. Ordinary Dads and Such a Man, uh, about 180 pages. And one of my favorites is Brain Freeze is only about 110 pages, but it, it gets right to the point of the uh, the problems that we suffer from in America as, as African people. And even a six-year-old can understand it and, and and that's my objective there. You know, I don't need to tell no college professor what's going on in the universe right here because they're out there in it, they're part of it, they create it. The, the people need to know about it and understand it in a language that they can understand is the people who probably most of the time don't pick up a book. And listen, and we can motivate people to read because I used to hate reading. Now, this, my whole place, I got a, a storage <laughs> place full of books. <laughs> I, you know, 
used to buy three or four books a week when I got paid, but somebody else was buying drugs, I was buying books. Right. Sometimes I'd be two or three of them at a time, you know, because something interesting this one, and I'd have one on the seat in the car with me when I'm driving, coming home from work. And so, you know, reading and writing is the way that people will get the message. It's the same way the history has been transmitted down there. Somebody didn't write it on a stone, on a, on a papyrus leaf or something. We wouldn't know nothing. We would be starting right. over from scratch. But they laid the groundwork. They wrote it out. And now all we have to do is improve on it, articulate it in, in such a fashion that people would appreciate it when you talk about it. Because that's the exactly. point. When you go to a book fair, they ask you to stand up and read somebody. But people want to hear what you've written see if it sounds the same way that it felt to them in the book. And if you're successful at going to book fairs and doing that, uh, you can probably make get yourself a bestseller. But I, I plan on when I finish my fourth book this year, I'm going on the road with them. <laughs> I would take all four of them out there. And, and you know, because every one of them have a different message. Right and, on, and, yeah. and, and my thing is, I just want people to ask the question. Because you, you can't get answers if you don't ask no questions. You know, even exactly. if they disagree with me, if you disagree with my concept, good. There, we we bridge the gap here. We're communicating at another level now because you're interested in what I said and you have an opinion about it. And that's what it is, garnering of opinions and and and, and, and spreading those opinions out so that people can understand them, whether they agree imagine, with them. Imagine a world where they was having book concerts and book tours, you know. I mean, we talked about book fairs and things of that nature, but, you know, you were talking about bestsellers, but people actually going on tours together to 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 present their books and to market their books and create such a following. So it was almost like music. It was almost like music well, concerts. It's, it's like no that. reason why you can't do it because that's what the no. large publishing publishing companies do. What they do is they get these different artists and they have these book fairs, like the one that uh, Miss West was there. Oh, I was invited they're getting to, ready to have one in Las Vegas. They're going to yeah, ready to have that convention of authors internationally that will yeah. be there, and they, all, and they will be pitching their ideas to whatever venues are there. There's going to be a, a wide variety of venues, yes, from like yeah. I said, studios to make them into animated films to making them into television shows and things of that nature. But for not only that, but you get to hobnob with other artists, and they get to see your work. So it's mm -hmm. not just that you're giving it out to people for monetary gain, you're also getting recognized by your fellow artists. And right. so each year there's only so much finite room for the newest, latest, whatever book there's going to be. So my, my target audience for me is school children. I really want this to be given to the schools. I have to, my final journey for this book will be that I get a um, Library of Congress um, book code put on it. I already have the ISBN, but if I get a Library of Congress, then it will be available in every single school. And mm -hmm. I've talked to several of the um, teachers and things in the local area already who said that they are very interested in the book, but they just can't introduce it. It has to be a pro procurement person yep. for the Board of Education who has to give off that sign off on it. So that's my big thing. I'm trying to gear up to get me a presentation with a procurement person as soon as I figure out who that is <laughs> so I can go ahead and pitch my book. But I can't do anything without that Library of Congress code on my book. Uh, well, 
you keep trying. Maybe you can rise above oh. that too, uh, because oh, they, do, they do have these international book uh, things. That, in fact, I've been invited to them. I've never been able to go, but I figure, you know, uh, before I leave this earth, I'll get a chance to make that round and uh, hopefully share with, with somebody in another country how I feel and, and my interpretation of what's going on with them, and they can learn more about who what's going on with us versus what they see on TV. And uh, right. so travel is a big part of what, what I want to do in, in life is because you get an opportunity to meet different people with different backgrounds that eat different food from you, to do everything different than you do. But it doesn't mean that you have to be at odds with each other. And I think that one of the things that goes on in America, especially when you look at so-called African-American and, and Africans who uh, just just originated here, uh, that there's always been this kind of friction between them because they see us as kind of like the cotton pickers, the people who are not standing up for themselves. And we see them say, well, you didn't come to get us. You should, you, you knew we were there. <laughs> and so you, you've always had this kind of dialogue going on around African people. But, you yeah. know, they're in the same boat that we are in. And if you look at Africa, the continent right now, you, you realize that uh, uh, the, the, the hottest selling uh, makeup thing in Africa is skin lightning cream because people don't want to be black. Uh, you know, and I saw the other day I was reading, I mean, these things are going on today, 2020. I'm not right, talking about right. in South Africa mm -hmm. with power. This is going right. on right now. They want to make kids cut their hair off. They don't want them to wear their nappy hair to school. You know, so they are really trying to transform us into be exactly a, a splitting image of what they want us to look like. And then we right. hate ourselves for it. We hate ourselves for it, but we participate in it. And, and I don't see any way out of that except for people to edu be educated about who they are and understand that they are beautiful, that our people are beautiful. We, all of them are beautiful. You know, we don't have to look like you want us to look. And in fact, I was listening to the radio today and this guy was talking about uh, uh, relationships between men and women. And he was talking about this woman was with this guy and they were married and she left him because he had, he grew a beard and didn't shave it off. It shows you how distant so we petty. can be, <laughs> you, know, it, you know, and we can be so petty in our thought process. We need yeah. to wake up. We need to wake up, and we, and the more we expose ourselves, the more we read. Because I'm telling you, once you start to reading, a whole new world opens up. Our teachers used to tell us that when I was in grade school, but we didn't believe it. I didn't really comprehend what they were saying until I became an adult. But at, at least I, you know, what they say, better late than never. Go ahead, Phyllis. Take over, Phyllis. Well, I'll well we all have to say. Go ahead. What I think, say it again, I, um, Maxwell. Um, I was just going to say, to thine old self be true. That's one thing that I've always um, did for myself. And I taught my daughter that, too. I said, love yourself first, because nobody else is going to love you as much as you should love yourself and you need to understand that you need to be strong in that don't doubt don't doubt yourself because there's going to be enough doubters out there so you need yeah, you need to not be part of the don't be part of that course <laughs> yeah you, i mean nothing nothing is truer than that if you don't love yourself how can you expect somebody else to love you that doesn't make any right. sense it's really the solution, not the problem. <laughs> right. right so yeah, absolutely uh, 
Yeah, let's uh, once again, Phyllis, why don't you take us to a two-minute Zoom through a T25CL Entertainment to talk about what's going on at the station. Um, well, I, I love Rosalind's corner because she actually is an artist in herself. She's a musical, and she has a wonderful voice. And um, I'm actually looking forward to being able to hear her show, too, um, but so vibrations. <laughs> because I really love to be able to just take myself away and, and just get into uh, the soulful things. And then of course, um, the mothership with Neonana Kwaku, what we do here is we highlight small businesses so that we can, we're kind of like the 3D uh, small business directory. This is how you'll be able to find out how to patronize our small businesses and support and give support as, as well as receive support. And then we have a conversation on solutions. Um, so we're doing a lot of great things in the community and we have to stay focused. And what I would like to encourage is for everybody to come back every week and invite somebody else to come back because that's the only way that we can really make an impact is if we just kind of hold each other's hand and pull each other up. So that's what I love about uh, T25CL Entertainment. It is definitely a platform that will allow us to do that. We need to take advantage of that. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I definitely second the motion that we absolutely do need to learn to support each other and buy black. And, uh, you know, you, you could actually, uh, Ms. West, you could actually have your book put up on the website at T25CL Entertainment because that's that's another thing that they do is they they give a young artist, a artist period, an opportunity to, you know, to put their work up so people can see it and hear it. So, uh, I mean, that's why I have one of my books up on the website there. But uh, it's it's a good venue and it also, it encourages you're supporting a, a, a black owned business and Bob's bus is connected. Uh, Family right. Solutions is, is connected. So we're just trying to connect up all of the people that we know have the ability to make a positive contribution to progress in the future for, for our people, African people. I, I, I can't say that enough because that is, that is who I am. And we just got to be talking about if you don't love yourself, ain't nobody else going to love you. You know, I'm going to love me and I'm going to love African people until I turn to dust. And if, if that don't sit well with somebody too bad, I'm, I'm gone, you know. But, uh, well, because it doesn't right. take away from the fact that we love, I love everybody. But I, right. have to love but I, I love uh, everybody. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't believe in yeah. the creator. And yeah. if you believe in the creator, how can you say that you love him of who you have not seen and then claim that you have a reason to hate somebody else. It just doesn't fit. So we really just have to um, love and respect everybody. And, and, and that's what I love about the opportunity that we have. Yeah, you learn that, that in the home. Who do you learn to love first? Your family teach you how to love each other, your siblings. You learn how to interact with your mother and father. Then you spread it out to the community. But it starts in the home. But if you right. don't love, love yourself and at home, what you do out there is going to be an indicator of what went on in that home. So, you know, it's yeah, all exactly. love. But, you know, right. if somebody tell me that they love somebody and then they're ready to kill somebody, you know, in the same mindset, something is not right with that mm -hmm. picture. 
because right. uh, teach right. children, children kindness and they'll return kindness to others. If they don't learn kindness, how can they go out and show it to others? So exactly. that's that's it right there. Like I said, I grew up in a big family and we had to all learn to trust one another or we weren't gonna make it. So exactly. my mom right. was working two jobs. I know how that is. So yeah, she had a lot of mouths to feed and so we all had to help each other to help ourselves. Precisely. But you, and that's the reason why I love what you're doing is because there are some undeserved that are not getting that at home, and I'm my my hope is that they will find your book, and they'll be able to lose themselves in your book and learn the positive values that um, should be from home, but sometimes they're not. So you give that's a true. great way of escape as well right. as teaching. I love the undercurrent that, that you're being taught and you don't even know it because you're so entertained. That is genius. <laughs> I, I, was listening to, uh, I was listening to Eddie Griffin the other night and he was talking about uh, people reading the Bible, people reading the Quran, people reading the Torah. And he says, I don't care where you got the message, did you get the message? It doesn't right. matter, did you get the message? Mm. So I think that that's what we have to focus on, making the message be clear, because even if you don't have children yourself, I can guarantee you that somebody is looking at you somewhere in your neighborhood, looking at you and saying, hey, Brother Sabaka, he's right. Yeah, he's this. Or he looks mm -hmm. like this. So we have to be conscious of what our image is at all times, especially at all times. In these turbulent times, we expect the black man because it's hard for us to be able to stand up because they have broken the spirit and the psychological uh, dysfunctional and that has taken place during this year post-slavery and all this stuff. So we're we in a, a horrible place right now. But we do have some people, some people on the horizon. Mm -hmm. We have Dr. Umar Johnson. We have mm -hmm. Bob Bus. We have T25. We have uh, Jeffrey's Peace Project. We have the African uh, Resource Center in Oakland. And all of us people are coming together to say, hey, the buck stops here. From now on, right. regardless of what our differences are, we're going to work together for the benefit of African people. So. Right. Through our and, tragedy, and if, we if always have add, triumph. If I may add, Baba, you brought up a... Uh... What was that, brother? You you had mentioned uh Naeem Akbar that them, them books he got alone is just just fundamental for us to be doing that that same effort you're talking about community itself visit right. the black man those books mm -hmm. real simple to read anybody who don't even usually read I can give them to them and that's man and that's something amazing it is and, you know and and it'd be surprisingly we have all these young brothers walking around and most of them have never read a book in their life. This is true, and it's it's, it's sad. sad. It's, it's sad. It's, it's, it's I was talking to a young man the other night, you know, and I was talking to him about the destruction of black civilization and and some other stuff. And he said, "Man, can I come over to your house once a week and just read?" I said, "Well, come on over," because he he's at the at the crossroads in his life where he's trying to make decisions about which direction he wants to go, and he he has some information but not enough uh, mm. to sustain him when he's out there dealing with all that craziness. And so I say, yeah, you know, I, I say, it don't cost you that. Just call me, give me a week's notice, mm -hmm. come on by, we'll sit down and read and talk about 
Good. and stuff. Good. You know, and we have to do it because somebody did that for me. Somebody did that for me. You know, when I first started, I didn't have nothing. The person told me, I won't get them about what you got. You know, we're we going to take your word that you're ready to go forward. And that's why and I made a commitment to go forward and they stood behind me. And that's what we have to do with these young people. Like, even though they act crazy and, and, and they, they could make scare you sometime, you know, but the reality of it is, is that they have never had love. Somewhere. They don't know, they don't know what it's like to feel motivated on their own. They don't they don't have anybody to look up to. That's why they wear all this expensive garbage. In fact, this guy was talking about the other night, he bought some some Jordans for seven hundred and ninety dollars. I said, Well, ain't no kid of mine gonna be wearing no Jordans, even if I was rich. You know, cause it makes no sense for me wearing eight hundred dollar sneakers, you know. Thirty dollar feelers at Ross and Marshall's quit <laughs> hey, hey, but see, that this is all the this is the whole Americana uh uh psychology that has been thrown on us that right. we don't believe anything is worth something unless it costs a whole lot. Right. You you be surprised that people will go in some place and see something and it'll be just what they want, but it don't have the right price and they won't buy it. And that is a conditioning. That is a, a part of this whole capitalist stuff. And they make stuff and you buy it this year is a hundred dollars. Next year is two hundred dollars because everybody want it. Mm -hmm. Everybody you know, want it, right? Yeah, right. it's like the iPhone. What is it? Fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars. But they're I'm just fine. things. They're just things, and they're, they're they, just can things. But, they can but, be but, taken away from them. They need to get away from that and and move more towards what the inner person is. And a lot of the young ones have really, they're really, they are lost. Like you said, I have talked to some several young ladies, and if you just sit there and give them a few minutes of calm, peaceful talk, you just, they just start getting very emotional because they're like, you're talking to me like my mom. I'm like, I'm not your mom, sweetie. I'm your friend. But I'm going to tell you right now, you don't have to be this way. It doesn't have to be this way. There's a better way. There's yeah, a better way. Yeah. And you find that a lot of kids out there, you know, middle school age, age that, are, that are lost because mm -hmm. there's a disconnect in the family dynamic. And so those guys grow up to be young men that you see out there doing horrible yeah. stuff to people. So if somebody don't stop and say, wait a minute, young man, uh, you know, what if I, I was that? I was that guy at one point in time myself. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But somebody, somebody gave you a leg up, you know. For all these people who are always talking about, I did, I did everything for myself. You did nothing for yourself. Nobody would be anywhere if they didn't get help or support from somebody somewhere. It may not have been dollars or cents, but I guarantee you, somebody helped you somewhere. And so I think that we have a responsibility, a responsibility to give that back at every opportunity. You know, sometimes you walk past people out there and you see them doing bad, and you say. And, and that 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 American conditioned mind said, "Well, hell, they they lazy, they don't want to work." But then your real mind said, "Wait a minute, let me let me reach in my pocket and try to help this person," because the reality of it is, you don't know how they got there. Exactly. You, know, you don't know how they got there, and 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 we have to, you know, be about the business of lifting people up and not tearing people down. You know. And not tearing them down. Absolutely. Exactly. And thank you, Miss uh, West, so much for coming on and sharing your book with us. What is the name of your book again? It's called Cattails, Legends of the Twelve Gates. Cattails, Legends of the Twelve Gates. That's quite a title. It's catchy. <laughs> right, because the, the, the premise is, is that there are going to be 12 books, like I said, 12, 12 oh. short books. But the, each book, the, each condensed book will have two of the short stories in them. 
So that's all of the 12 tales that will be told in the 12 different languages. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, well, uh, well, the only thing about it is I don't know how to read the 12 different languages. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's an encouragement for you to learn. Like I said, I'm trying to learn Russian, which is not an easy language to learn. They literally have consonants next to each other, and you have to pronounce each one. So <laughs> it's a very difficult language to learn. But it's, it's fun because as I see myself catching the words and words are becoming familiar now, I'm like, Wow, I knew that word. And so you get you get just very excited when something starts to become familiar. So so, so much more with these books. Because as the child reads them over and over and over again, that sentence will just roll yeah. off their tongue. So, <laughs> and then they'll be able to say something in someone else's language. Yes, absolutely. Well, uh, great. It was glad great to have you on the show. And I agree with Phyllis that we probably should do a show where we specialize on everybody that's got a book out or who's writing a book who's thinking about writing a book and and we yep. can come on here and use this for, for flow map to uh, uh talk about those issues and 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 lift each other up motivate each other you know because i've talked to people all the time i was talking to our business manager the other day and they made some statements and i said that fit in my book on over here with this stuff i already got you know so i'm, I'm always looking for something to put down or to make something you know to emphasize a, a point so yeah it would be great just to have a show where we do just that and not just with people's books but with who whatever artists are out there because that's what uh, t25cl is all about is is giving a, is a platform for new and budding artists to to come and showcase their their work and share it with uh, more people and and we hope that you will send your friends and neighbors to us because uh, we're trying to build this into a media conglomerate where our people can come here and get their news and everything right now we don't have to say a news show because a lot of our shows yeah. we do talk about news the happenings but we don't specifically focus on what today's news is but we want to be able to bring that information to our people from our perspective and and, and give them the real 411 so that we're not walking around out here misled and confused about whether or not the coronavirus is real or not. So thank you right. again for coming on. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, you want to say a couple of words before we uh, go, Mr. Shabaka? Well, uh, when it comes to that corona, uh, better be safe than sorry. You know, it's right. always going to be a bunch of conspiracies, but yeah. you know, I, I just go with it like that and protect myself. Um, you know, I appreciate the the, the um, information y'all y'all giving me, and uh, mm -hmm. that's important for us once we done made it and we gather information to be like north stars for each other, leading us up out of this towards our freedom. You know, mm -hmm. and yeah. I appreciate y'all for being that for me. And uh, like you said, I'm gonna pay it forward. Yeah, well, come back to y'all, and it's been great. And you, Phyllis, you got some uh, final words for us before we check out. Certainly. Well, yes, um, I would like to thank our, our very special guest. Thank you, Ms. Max West, for taking your time to enlighten us and everything that you're doing in the community. Um, I, I learned something new. I didn't realize how many books you had, Dr. Kwaku. So I am excited so that we can start this new journey of authors and just support each other and get it out there. Um, that's pretty much all I have to say. Well, one more thing. I, I do, I've been writing a book for over 20 years. It's the story of um, us five sisters. We saw a mom get shot and killed right in front of us. And my perspective on 
what happened and how it changed our lives. So um, you guys are inspiring me to finish it. You know, I kind of had the emotional block, but I'm learning, you know what, just get through it. And you never know who we can actually help. So you do. You, you're you're going to go through those periods of blocks. Because I know sometimes I can write and I can just seem like I don't want to stop. And I don't care how lady does, I'll write till daybreak. But then there are times when ain't nothing coming. I just have to leave it alone and come back to it when it's time, you know. So, but anyway, thank you guys. Thank all of you, and thank you again, Miss West. Thank you, Shavaka. Thank you, my co-host Phyllis. Uh, yes, the show, and uh, we'll see you guys again here next week, seven thirty. And remember, this is T Two Five CL Entertainment. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Yes. Bye.